0: it's sunday afternoon in alexis's basement (laughs) that means it's time for Prep yourself with Danny Nelson and Alexis Holzer. <sighs> the crowds go wild. Yeah, and then I woke up. It's
1: <laughs> and it was still Sunday afternoon, <laughs> and we were still in your basement.
0: It's been a while.
1: It has been a while. We our last uh, uh, episode was just so good that we mm. had to like, just like let it simmer. Yeah, it was really good. Thanks, Dan, for doing that. Dan Halpert. I like when people come on the show and make us seem funny. Now now we've had the three interview shows. Mm -hmm. I think that those are probably among our best episodes.
0: Yeah, when we said last time, this is the first time we've ever interviewed someone completely disregarded (laughs) Matt from, from Seattle OEM or anyone at Starbucks that we interviewed. What we meant was it was our first Skype interview with, a disaster hero, someone who had been there. I don't know. Maybe that's Matt too. And I'm just being there <laughs> no, again. Now we're just making it worse. It was also people that we interviewed at Starbucks. Okay. First Skype interview.
1: Yeah. The Skype part of it. I mean, the thing that you guys may not know is that, you know, we don't prepare a lot for these episodes.
0: Don't tell them our secrets. We
1: do. We do a minimal amount of preparation, but anytime that we're going to do something new, we have to actually learn that skill other than like researching for the episode, which happens so much, just so much time and energy putting so into much. all this research that we do. It's a lot. It's not a lot. So much. Uh, <laughs> But when we're trying to learn a new skill, we have to invest, you know, time, energy, and sometimes, like, in the case of when we were doing Starbucks, like, new equipment that Mm -hmm. we've literally never touched before, and now we're trying to, like...
0: Not only does our knowledge level increase, our nerd level is, like...
1: (laughs) I mean... That's straight up. That's like the Tesla rocket, like straight into. <laughs>
0: it's a big penis-shaped rocket going straight <laughs> up. That is our nerdiness <laughs> level when we do cool new
1: stuff. I'm glad that it's penis-shaped though, because that's a more aerodynamic shape. Is
0: anyone surprised?
1: I mean, you could not do a vagina-shaped rocket. No. It would not be aerodynamic. I don't think that's what vaginas are known for.
0: The aerodynamicness. <laughs> the aerodynamicness <laughs> is not there. Okay, Okay. on to the next subject. Uh, (laughs) Let's
1: research. (laughs) Speaking of speaking of of people's body parts, uh, we wanted to say congratulations (laughs) to our friend Tina. (laughs) We both attended a wedding last night for a really good friend of ours who um, also listens to this podcast and uh, has a genuine desire to be saved. So anyone who's out there prepping and really wished they had someone to like additionally look after Tina is up for it
0: well I'm I'm hoping Isaac as part of their marriage bond is gonna take this seriously too I think he listens maybe once
1: I think he listened once but he does radio for a living so I can't imagine that he listens to a lot of podcasts because yeah. I think he probably spends eight hours a day listening and editing
0: voices yeah, I would probably agree with that so, I'm so happy for them it was such a fun wedding it
1: was a really fun
0: wedding it was a Mixing pot of cultures and language and people from all walks of life at a really cool place,
1: and also because of the type of people they are, everyone was just there to have a great time. Yeah. Like so many the, smiles, it was so many smiles. Everyone like perfect strangers dancing in like crazy circles. Like it was good. <laughs> it's good stuff. Um, so we love you, Tina, and um, we're we're trying to help you be prepared, but also now because of all of our th- All the people who listen to this, they're also going to be ready to help you, save you. Yeah,
0: I'll save you.
1: (laughs) If you just see a really beautiful Egyptian lady wandering around (laughs) Fremont after a disaster, just scoop her up.
0: Yeah, you won't regret it.
1: You won't regret it. She'll be fun (laughs) and interesting. She'll help you with all your wine. Oh, my gosh. Um But this week, so we, there's some events that are coming up that we, um, that we just want to kind of let people know that they're out there because, you know, maybe, you know, when we're on our hundredth episode, maybe we'll be at the point of organizing our own events for people to, that'll never happen.
0: Yes, it will. When you get
1: out of grad school, when you're done with grad school and you're like, why do I have this extra like 40 hours a week?
0: I'm looking at registering for classes, and I'm like, is there any way that I can do an independent study about Prep Yourself? Right? I need to look into that because my schedule just is not lining up with any of the classes. And I'm like, oh, if I could just do this and, like, get more than 100 people to listen, that would be a really good project. (laughs) Or put on our own events and, like, build community around this because I think that that is, like, one of the best things about emergency preparedness is it brings you together with your community and work with people that you normally wouldn't, like me and Danny. Absolutely. We didn't know each other before we started this. <laughs> we had
1: never even laid eyes upon each other, we just showed up <laughs> with microphones. The first really? day and we were like, Why did you get the same microphone oh, though? Because now it ruins our experience. <laughs> now we have to mail it oh, in to get so it annoying. reprogrammed.
0: If any other podcasters out there listening have two blue Yeti microphones, you know what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's the worst.
0: Remember that nerdiness thing I was like
1: <laughs> <laughs> The nerd stuff does just continue to escalate all over the place here. Um so the Office of Emergency Management this, you know, just I would say like 2 weeks ago, all of a sudden had a smattering yeah. of events come up and I think you it's know like, maybe get off
0: my Facebook feed you guys. I was like new event, new <laughs> event, new event. New event new
1: Look at I- and I'm like yes, yes, going. <laughs> attending. Yes, attending. I can't go to that one. But yeah. believe in it. <laughs> um they are it must be just the beginning of the year. They probably have like a bunch, you know, that they do they, they start got that budget approved. Yep, yeah, they get that budget approved and they're like let's get those library classes set up. Mm-hmm. Uh, So there's one that's coming up this week um, on the 7th uh, that is a disaster skills workshop. That's
0: March 7th.
1: March 7th. Uh, And then that is at the Jefferson Community Center. And then on the north end, up where we are, there are um, a couple of classes. So on March 10th, which I am trying to go to this disaster preparedness. It's a basic class for disaster preparedness. Uh, So I'm I think it'll probably be very similar to the class we went to at REI. Um, so, but it'll better. just It'll just be interesting to see how they present it. Mm-hmm. Better than a guy in Bermuda shorts. Am I a making up that REI. he had on
0: Bermuda shorts? Uh, he had on shorts. I can't remember. And like Birkenstocks. It was a beautiful summer day. I or
1: did that. I just make up that he had on Birkenstocks
0: too? I mean, he works at REI, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That guy. I think this one will be better than someone standing there saying, hey, you might want to have some water. Oh look at these things that we sell at REI just downstairs. Everything's liked, on sale right now.
1: I liked the convenience of their oh, yeah. product, displays. Um, <laughs> Here's a class of how to buy things at REI. <laughs> um, but anyways, that one's on March 10th, which is a Saturday, and it's at 1030, and it's on the northeast branch of the Seattle Public Library. So uh, – that's gonna be uh over in Ravenna. Is that kind of where that is? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Think and that sounds right. And then March fourteenth is the disaster book club, which we've mentioned on here before. That's and
0: Saint Patrick's Day.
1: No, the seventeenth is 17th Saint Patrick's, Saint Patrick's, Patrick's
0: Day. Day. wh how long I've been a mom for two years now almost. <laughs> I I was pregnant for one of those. I haven't do done in St. Patrick's Day in a while. I'm tired.
1: It's always the 17th of March. Can we do a podcast
0: about how much I don't sleep? <laughs>
1: yeah, that's That would be a podcast called Lex Talking to Herself. <laughs> it's, it, you record it at like 4 a.m. You're like, here I am. <laughs> not sleeping. Not sleeping again. I hate you and life and everything. <laughs> And everything that has brought me to this point of not sleeping, it's and then you just keep to. talking until you're back asleep again. And Then I fall asleep. <laughs> Maybe that's what you're missing as part of your trying to go to sleep regime—is just like talking regime. to yourself. <laughs> I don't know what you do. Also, regime is Regiment. not great. Yeah. No, I think regime. I think you've been ruling over. I, need I think to you've been, been like, go to bed now the, or else. You've I'm been like, the queen okay. of your sleep patterns. <laughs> you're the dictator of your sleep patterns.
0: I am the communist uh, society of sleep. I'm like,
1: whatever. It's shared. It is shared with everyone.
0: So That's that means everyone. I get very little. Yeah. I'm like, I don't deserve to sleep, obviously. So, because
1: <laughs> <sighs> I should be producing more. Oh um, anyway, March 14th, which is not St. Patrick's Day, <laughs> oh is just a Wednesday <laughs> in March <laughs> at 6 p.m., the Ballard branch of the Seattle Library, they'll have the. Um, they're doing The Road, which yeah. I'm really excited about. Um, you haven't read it before.
0: I have not. Yeah, I need but it's to.
1: It's not a very long book. I think it's under 200 pages. Okay. It's a very short book.
0: Right now I'm reading Carrie Fisher's The Princess Diarist. Ooh, that's pretty cute. Yeah, that's, that's about her time on the Star Wars set, so Maybe I'll slip a little of the road in there too to I, counterbalance that.
1: I can't think of a more opposite book. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: I'm not excited to read this. Anything that has to do with parenting and a disaster, I'm just like, oh my god, too close. Uh, so, anyways, I will
1: be. I will. I will definitely be at the book club, uh, but I'm really going to try hard to get to the disaster preparedness class too. So. Cool and hopefully then we we think that maybe our next uh, episode might be doing a just like a reinvigoration of the basics. Yeah. Cuz there's never,
0: never enough of time. going
1: over that. Let's just get back to basics. Let's just get back to cuz we've already gone so far into being experts. Yeah. We need to roll it back. Right? We need to roll it back. Yeah. We've gotten too ahead of the game.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you did you actually did, is your are your things Still, are they in a backpack yet? Or are they still in like, uh, just like random, like cloth bags? No,
0: it's in a backpack. Nice. Mike reorganized it into the shelving. And so then we also have bins that have additional survival items provided we don't have to like evacuate immediately. So we have the backpack to grab and go, but, um, I don't know. I just think that it, we're more like bug in too. We nice. Have a bug out bag yep. and I have my work stuff and I have my car stuff. Awesome. But we've got things like, I don't know, the radio is upstairs. And we've got, um, I don't know what else, like larger items that don't fit in the bag. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know, for longer term survival, not thrival.
1: <laughs> not <laughs> thrival. <laughs> We're not thriving. <laughs> I'll that up. Uh, I do have something uh, as we move on to our next thing. You. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have yours too. It's upstairs. This is the wedding present that I still have not given to you. Uh Uh-oh. It's upstairs. I'll give it to you later. (laughs) Is it the same thing? If you want the booty, you've got to smack that ass. And it has a picture of a pinata. Yeah! (laughs) It's a donkey pinata. (laughs) I open it and I got some badges. <laughs> Whoa, like shark unicorn badge? <laughs> that would this yeah, would be. that's a land shark. You could fight I think if
1: anyone could Candy fight gram. a land shark, it would be you. Candy Graham. And also I think it might be your
0: power animal. A
1: land shark might be your power animal. <laughs> it's
0: a gorgeous land shark. It looks like half horse, half shark. Like yep. the body of a shark, but legs and tail of a horse. Is this a tsunami badge? Uh, that is a tsunami badge. Well,
1: so here we go. How timely! <laughs> We're ready for it Here's right now. You're. That's getting around to it.
0: Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, post picture that so you guys understand anything. I have like volcano unicorn
1: badge. Uh, yeah, that is a fiery death, fiery volcano death unicorn <laughs> badge. It took me a long time to find these badges.
0: (laughs) Um, This one looks like an avocado dressed as a park ranger. It is. That is exactly what it is. That's because really you're the
1: one who's connecting with the millennials as a part of this podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And a
1: toast badge too. <laughs> I know. I thought that could be a part of the round to it. I'll get around to it. A toast and badge. This looks
0: like a nuclear safety badge.
1: Yes, but like, like a happy skull.
0: Yeah, he's smiling. It's, it's a, sm- a crossbones. Yeah, skull and crossbones. But it's a he's c- smiling. So <laughs> nuclear smile. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And this, a cute little card. This is what you get. Thank you so much for being the number one amateur liberal pepper podcast (laughs) on (laughs) the internet.
1: Number one. Oh my gosh, we we make dreams come true. Don't you think we're probably number one at being an amateur liberal podcast on the internet?
0: There's some other ones, like the, um, I mean, not as good as us, but, um, and they're way more serious, but it's uh, Dukes of Hazards. Yeah, but would you call them liberals? Uh, I don't know. I've listened to a couple of them.
1: Right. There's a few that I have listened to, but I'm not plugging for them. So <laughs> I'm still waiting for all those dollars yeah, from the light. I,
0: I would agree. We're the number one amateur liberal prepper and podcast.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna go with that. We're number one.
0: Thank you so much for the prezzies. Absolutely. I'm put them on my little microphone bag. <laughs> I've been waiting. I've
1: like had them since before like I had ordered them already before the Dan one. But oh. it like
0: you know, like, wasn't a good time. You didn't and, want to give me presents in front of somebody else. And so then, like, we keep presents. waiting.
1: Like, we keep waiting to do it. And I keep being like, listen, I can only keep up with this envelope for so long.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like with your present. I see it there. I'm like, how have I not given this it, to
1: her yet? It did take me, like, two months to, like, pick these badges. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, permanent tabs that are just, like, opened on my computer yeah. where I'm like... Yeah, but is, does the avocado badge say everything I'm trying to say?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it says everything and more. Uh, oh my gosh! Thank so, you. So,
1: yeah, thank you for well, being your present Has
0: nothing to do with prepping, so you guys aren't missing out on that.
1: Perfect. I will say too, as when I say we're number one, we do have regularly at least like a hundred listeners an episode.
0: Yep. Thank you, everyone. You don't know how exciting it is to like. Work on something and put it out there, and then have people actually listen to it. It's I'm really like, Even fun. Even if you're only listening in five minutes, thank you so much. <laughs>
1: love it. I we love you. we appreciate it, and it does fuel our fires, our fiery unicorn volcano fires. Oh my gosh! <laughs> fire starting. <laughs> it's going be so good. Okay, let's jump into tsunami so that we can so you can earn that tsunami badge that yeah. you have now.
0: Yeah, I don't think we said what this episode is about. It's about tsunamis. It's about
1: tsunamis. Why
0: did we choose this?
1: I think that we touched on tsunamis a little bit when we mm-hmm. were going over earthquakes because when it's like to, a part of when the whole I was going danger, to Hawaii. right? And when you were going to Hawaii, so we keep kind of talking about tsunamis. And then last time we were recording, at the end, we were like, "What are we doing?" And you were like, you enthusiastically laid it out.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't remember why.
1: We were musing about other things. And you're like,
0: tsunamis. Let's okay, do it. Let's do it. I think it was because Mike kept asking me, hey, did you read that stuff I sent you? Um, because when we went to the house for the company that he works for, they send out tsunami information because it's in Hawaii on the coastline in the evacuation. And so they do have some good, like, I wouldn't say it's like survival tips. It's more like here is what to expect if a tsunami is approaching um, runaway. It's <laughs> <To> run away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And in we talked short. about, we talked about this with the, when I was in Mexico too,
1: mm-hmm. like the same thing, the funny, they're the funny things.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think there were also some earthquakes recently. There was one in, um, Mexico like a week and a half ago. Um, there've been some earthquakes. So maybe that was what it was that I, that we were thinking about earthquake triggered tsunamis. Yep. It's not worth guessing. We this don't is know what we're doing. We don't, we don't know, know why we but don't, we're doing it. We don't know what we do or why we do it. We're just here
1: recording ourselves <laughs> ha- while it's happening.
0: Wait,
1: where <laughs> am I? We're here for you. I
0: just woke up.
1: <laughs> um, so this week when we had picked tsunamis, I started looking for movies that were specifically about tsunamis and. There's kind of a limited selection out there of tsunami-specific movies, one of which we had already watched, which was San Andreas.
0: (laughs) So there was one with, uh, that was Anne Hesch, right?
1: Uh, Yep. No, Anne Hesch is (laughs) is (laughs) in San Andreas, but Dwayne Johnson is. I mean, Dwayne (laughs)
0: Johnson. Dwayne Johnson.
1: (laughs) So we watched uh, the movie The Impossible, which is a, a film that came out in 2012. Not 1995, like most are movies sure? that Lex watches. Uh, but it was about the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. Uh, and this specific story is based on a true story about a family who... Does it, is, does it give things away? Like, how much spoiling are we allowed to do for a five-year-old movie? I don't know. Because I, th- I liked not knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. In the movie. Anyway, so the movie
0: has... uh... I thought I had seen this movie before. Oh, you did? I thought I had seen it, and I kept waiting for the bad guys to come. And I was like, Mike, when are the bad guys coming? He's like, There are no bad guys in this movie. It's the tsunami is a bad guy. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure <laughs> like, like Mike some people like come, like come to rob them. He's like, No, this is that's not happening. I was like, Oh, okay. So, I guess this, I thought I knew it was And it probably
1: happen. has Ewan McGregor. It's probably like Ewan McGregor in I have to an Asian country. country. Yeah. Yes. Let's find out what it is. Oh and then gosh. we'll put a link, like, do not confuse the apostles. No, Owen Wilson. What oh. is
0: that? Uh, it is, I have no idea what it is, but you're right because the
1: look of the film is almost it's the really same. Similar. Yep. So this has Ewan McGregor and yes. Naomi Watts and three very cute boys. Yep, three three cute kids. If you like that sort of thing, uh, and then you know, <laughs> I don't like that thing. And it was a true story about a lady who now travels the world talking about this, um, but what. There, Maria Bowles? I don't even know where to start. I have things. I love oh, the movie. I just want to establish, like, I could not take my eyes off the movie. I cried a bunch of times. Like, I was very emotionally involved in it.
0: hmm Yeah. Uh, Danny texted me when she was watching it. I am literally crying at this movie. And I was like, oh, no. I, <laughs> my life right now, all I want to watch is My Little Pony. That's, that's all I can take emotionally right now. And I would probably cry at that. And so... And then I was thinking, oh, maybe she was crying because it's like, it's so bad. But I watched it and I felt the same way. I mean, a mother trying to save her kids and then a and family. And she's
1: super hurt. She's really, yeah. really badly hurt. Yeah. So um,
0: so they're vacationing in Thailand at this amazing brand new resort for Christmas. Yep. And they're sitting by the pool and all of a sudden they hear this huge roaring sound. And she looks over, and there is a 30-foot wall of a black wall coming at her. She didn't know what it was. It was just a black wall coming at them. And it's a tsunami. And it comes and destroys this entire resort, goes miles inland, and sweeps them all away. She's stuck underwater for three minutes and then bursts out, and is hugging onto this tree. And pop, there's her son. What yep. the hell? How did her son end up <laughs> right there next to her? not next to her so she swims over and gets him yeah they survive
1: and, and they're actually not she's not holding on to she does eventually grab onto a tree but when she comes up they have been being pushed Ugh. so they're on the it's shore essentially and they're just being pushed inland with all of this water so and um and so for anyone who may not know about this particular uh Tsunami, this is one of the most devastating natural disasters uh, in recent history. In 2004, it's called the Indian Ocean Tsunami is how people, you know, kind of, that's the name kind of given to it. And 200, you you looked how it was 200 plus yeah, thousand 230, people. 230,000
0: people died in like 13 different countries yep. in the Indian Ocean. And
1: not just from the immediate wave. Like, of course, most of it is from the immediate wave. But also, then it was so overwhelming to have, like, hundreds of thousands of people with injuries. There were a lot of people who died just from the inability uh, to get medical treatment and all that kind of stuff. Because complete towns were just squat, like, completely gone. gone. Just gone. Totally gone. Just washed away. Uh, So... Uh, the movie is kind of really specific to their story. Like, they don't spend a lot of time telling the broader story of the tsunami. But their story is, I mean, part of the reason why there's a full-length mu- like movie about it is because it's crazy. It is literally the impossible. <laughs> it is. It is really bizarre. I will say this. I did not like the fact that they changed. It was a Spanish family. Yeah and they changed them to being british. british yeah they changed it to being a british family which white. i i felt like I'm yeah a go white, with white there. they changed it to a white british family and i mean i guess that's production decisions you know about how they can make a film viable it was nominated for best picture um that year for the academies
0: it, i think the right the production of this is unbelievable it took them a year to coordinate the um the shot of the tsunami
1: that's crazy a year that's a long time to just be planning one movie one, shot yeah but if, when you watch it you will see you'll be like yeah i can understand why this took a you're year you're
0: watching it and it's like watching a boxing match you're like oh ah, yeah jeez ah,
1: and how much of like the the scene where they're being washed together like, they have to spend minutes and minutes and minutes in moving water that is progressing. That's and so to film that, like, where are you? Because they're having to drift through water for, rushing water for long periods of time. Of Hollywood. Hollywood doing it. Um, <laughs> making it happen.
0: <laughs> All
1: okay. the time.
0: Yeah, so this tsunami was triggered by a enormous earthquake a 9.1 to a 9.3 earthquake which is huge yeah that is i mean we talk a lot about
1: the the seattle earthquake the big one here and we're talking about a seven point earthquake would be would cause all the devastation that we've talked about before um as far as for seattle and it is a bit different because we would be talking about something that's happening in the middle of the city Mm -hmm. uh essentially but that's still a seven point Yeah, One would be completely devastating. This was a nine-point earthquake.
0: Do you know where it originated? The epicenter is off the west coast of Sumatra, Indonesia. So Indonesia was hardest hit, followed by Sri Lanka, India, and Thailand. It's insane. You can watch, you can look at photos, and it's insane to see what an earthquake, you know, the animation of, like, this earthquake and then how it, Moves water away. So tsunamis can be caused by a couple of different things. And I am, you know, a mediocre expert in this. Extra, <laughs> I mean, it looks novice. I like to go with novice. Yeah. So it can be an earthquake under a uh, submarine earthquake, mm-hmm. um, which creates energy. So waves on the surface are caused by wind. Right. Tsunami waves are caused by energy moving through the water from an earthquake or from a, a submarine uh, landslide yep. and basically that is just energy that's moving all of the water it's yep. not just the top water it's all of the water pushing it you know away from whatever happened and then it breaks on land
1: and then it could also be a volcano. That's yes. the other thing. And they don't have... Like, a submarine volcano. Most of them do happen underwater, but they can... So we talked early on about the big one about how uh, all of the earthquakes that happen both here because of the fault that runs here and the fault that causes all the Japanese earthquakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of them are... They do start on land, but that mm-hmm. that's seldom as I compared think that that to... Can
0: trigger it going away. It does. Know, so that like something happening on the Asian Pacific side could cause a tsunami on our side.
1: Right, yep. Mm-hmm. And this particular, the ones in the Indian Ocean are mostly happening in the middle of the ocean.
0: Right. Which is why so many countries are affected because it's just this...
1: It's radiating out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when it gets to the shore, the way that that huge wall of water happens is because it starts to slow down. So all of that, because there's not enough, you know, the the land is rising Where the ocean is hitting it. So it slows down its momentum, and all that momentum is pushed straight up. So then it becomes a wall. A huge wall of water.
0: Up to a 100 feet tall. Oh, my God. If I saw that, I'd be like, bye. I mean, do you think you would just stand there and just, like, accept it? No. I mean, human instinct is survive. Right. Right? Unless you're just completely petrified. I mean, that movie shows some people who are definitely like, oh, shit. For sure. I
1: also really liked in the movie how when, when you're in a situation like that, like I think they did a really good job showing uh, the lack of communication. Mm-hmm. Like there, very few people had cell phones. So the one, the people 2004. who... Yep. And so the people who did have cell phones uh, were very selfish with them. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a big deal yeah. for... Because there was no way to re to plug them in or anything. There was no yeah. electricity. So like if you had 20 minutes of battery... That was all the battery you were going to have. Yeah. And, um, but there, because this is like, you know, not something, this no one can prepare for something to this scale, right. but also just when the little kid is at the hospital starting to try and help people find each other, he's literally just walking through shouting names.
0: Mm-hmm. On a piece of paper. He's just
1: like walking around shouting out names to see if anybody answers.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 2004. I mean, the first iPhone was released in what, 2007? Yep. So these are like flip phone, and <laughs> Ewan McGregor takes the phone, and he's like calling somebody, and I'm like, how would he even know at their number? I'm like, oh, <laughs> wait, this is before you had like, like people 500 know. people's numbers stored in your phone. You had to know But them.
1: you would know everybody's numbers because you would have your com plan on you. I
0: mean, my com plan is someplace in the middle of the Indian Ocean right now. <laughs> if this
1: happened to me. So I would say definitely watch this movie. If you get a chance to, The Impossible, I think that it was – really well done and i don't think that as far as like watching disaster movies it's not like a showy action movie right it's like a drama it's like a very specific like drama but i think it brings you knowledge about all sorts of like this is this could happen with any kind of disaster mm-hmm. where you know the families afternoon. are separated you're somewhere where you don't understand the language oh, you're having to trust. There's so many times in the movie where no one's speaking English and there's children involved. And so these kids are just having to, like, figure out these situations uh, mm-hmm. where they don't necessarily know the language or yeah, they're just, like, trusting that the adults are going to lead them in the
0: right direction. There were so uh, – I don't know how to phrase this correctly, but – and I don't think it's whitewashing because that's different – but like the focus of it is on all of the Caucasian people from Spain, from Europe, oh and yep, Scandinavia um, that were there vacationing for the holidays, and they're staying in these high end resorts that are built right on the coastline. Right, you know, I had to think, you know, I couldn't help but think that that was such a large contributor to the destruction of it because there's all this extra building material that's now in the water that is from the resort and the bungalows that are right there on the water. Otherwise, you know, not all the palm trees were knocked down. There yep. were a lot of palm trees still standing. <laughs> um, but like you said, it's the, it's the story of one family. It inspires me to go and look more at, you know, what happened to the, the people who live there all the time. You know, the white people were in the hospital. Then you pan out of the hospital and it's all the, you know, the native uh, Thai people. Outside yep. the hospital. Like, yeah. Well, mm, what's happening here? Outside the hospital,
1: because they had to categorize who's critical and who's not critical. Yeah. But also, uh, a lot of the the way that they interact with the Thai people, which I really liked about yeah, the film, was too. that they were saving a lot. Like, yeah. a lot of the mountain villagers yeah. were a huge part of the first response. Like, they, they were the and- ones who were going and picking people out of the rubble and getting them to uh, yeah. higher land and into hospitals. Because... Uh, As we move out of just talking about the movie, I mean, we could talk about the movie all day if you want to hit us up about a conversation. Uh, But they, uh, with tsunamis, you do not know how many there will be. Just the same way that uh, earthquakes have, like, uh, you know, aftershocks and stuff. Or you don't even know if they're pre-shock. You don't know if it's getting stronger or less strong, you know, like, Mm -hmm. where you're kind of in in it. Uh, The same goes for uh, tsunamis because... A earthquake can then target a landslide, which then tar- you know, like so, then you have like an initial tsunami, and then you're just hit, hit, hit mm-hmm. with like um, different size waves, and they can be days apart. Okay. Like there, there was a there, the earthquake that happened wasn't the tsunami four days later. I think that there was, like, the nine-point earthquake, um, and then it was, like, four days yeah. between that and the
0: I think it begs biggest. the question, like, what sort of tsunami watch do they have there, you know, in this country? Um, I don't know, you know, and again, I'd like to look into this more, like, what countries fared better or worse than other. I mean, this is, it's a huge event. You're not going to be able to save a lot of people. For but sure.
1: And you can't prepare, to the level of preparedness you know, that you would have to have if you're, it. like, I want to have a thing on the beach mm-hmm. but also not have a se-
0: But I know that Hawaii has a very extensive tsunami alert system. Oh for sure. You know, so they're they're looking at um not only seismic activity but also t- tide activity. So if there's something out of the ordinary, they can put in a tsunami watch. You know, there's no siren, but they're like, "Hmm, something's not right here. Let's keep watching this." Then they can issue a warning, which sirens do sound. You want to turn on your radio. Than there is. They a, love to flip on those sirens yeah. over in Hawaii. It's great. <laughs> just um, anytime they'll just flip you know, on. I'm reading this <laughs> these instructions from the house that we stayed at, and they're like, "Do not, you know, treat every government alert as you know, as serious." And I'm like, "Not anymore." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, like they just messed yeah. that off. Um, but you know, there's different levels of it, and so I. It just begs – there are some ways to prepare at the individual level. That's very difficult because I don't have seismic equipment. Do you, do For sure.
1: No. <laughs> you don't? And also, I'm not building the hotels that right. – you know what I mean? Like, I'm thinking infrastructure-wise. Like, I'm oh. I'm not building the hotel. I could ask for a room on the, like, 20th floor, floor, though. <laughs> yeah. I
0: mean, cities do – like, they build the seawalls. So, if, you know, it's not a 30-foot tsunami, but an 8-foot tsunami. Maybe they can take some of the brunt of that away. But then also the diversion technique, like, uh, channels that go through the city. So if water does come, they have places to go that are not, that are built specifically to take on more water. Right. So there are some ways to prepare, both, like, from an infrastructure way and a warning system way. But uh, And they are trying more and more. I mean, the, you know,
1: as we march into... Uh, modern Mm -hmm. technology they are finding more ways to share information Mm -hmm. so that like that title information like anything that changes as far as like sudden changes in water depth and things Mm -hmm. like that and then uh there are like we might have much better seismic systems that are looking at the ocean than a third world country where they're like that's not where we're really investing our emergency right. dollars kind of thing.
0: We'd rather build this resort over here.
1: Um, but there are a couple of things we so another one of the things that we watched to kind of like learn about it and talk about it was this really cool, brief video. there that was uh, that's like a what are they it's called Ted Ed or whatever. Yeah. So the same people who did TED Talks have like these little videos that they kind of sponsor and it was about tsunamis. and uh, one of the things that they talk about is this infrastructure piece where like you know there the cities who are prone to tsunamis have invested more and more money into putting in things like uh canal systems and walls and stuff but even with all of that like there was the japanese um fukushima yep that where the a tsunami came they had all of this infrastructure but it wasn't enough for the size of the event that happened Mm -hmm. and there ended up being a nuclear meltdown that killed some crazy amount of people
0: Who knows what the effects are?
1: Thousands of people and a nuclear explosion. Crazy
0: times. Tsunami. Tsunami. So
1: so, tell me, Lex, how do I prepare for this? Is there anything for me to do?
0: Um, There are a few things that you can do. You can prepare in advance. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. You guys. What about the dangers in your area? Here in Seattle, there have been um, instances of tsunami or... A new vocab word we learned today: a siege. A siege. <laughs> yeah, so that's like a not a tsunami, but rising water levels in a more contained body of water. Would that be correct? Right. Like yep. Lake so more Union like a lake. Yep. Or mm-hmm. Lake Washington. Um, that's when water can drop or rise very rapidly, um, and so that has happened before. But where we're at in the Puget Sound um, the waterway, the island system would buttress us here in the city from any major tsunami out on the coast. That would not be the case obviously. And there are, you know, if you've ever been out there on the Olympic side, there's, there are tsunami evacuation routes all along up and down the coast. So, um, but you want to prepare your home, work, school for a coastal region, elevate your home, Put it on stilts. I remember there was a big issue with a school in Seaside that they're building the school in a tsunami zone, and they're like, maybe we should build it someplace else instead.
1: And they were like, nah, we That's like fine. this spot, and we already bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this will be good.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to want to know, like, where to go, you know, what has happened in the past in your region and, and what do they do about it. So check your FEMA and we resources. And
1: know, we know a few of these. So we talk about the... Uh, the the seeches, we just talked about that. And that's happened a little bit in the past where even since they've created the uh I ninety and five twenty bridges, mm-hmm. there have been uh times where there have been like eight foot waves that were like, yeah. Hmm, is this gonna damage these roads? Yeah,
0: but the new one they said can handle like twelve feet down and eight feet up. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's so pretty- the cables that hold it in place, they can they have to Bend with the tide.
1: And then for tsunamis here, we are really lucky because a a tsunami that was coming out of the Pacific Ocean would have to take a 90 degree turn (laughs) into the sound in order to come and get us. Could happen. So that's pretty good. But if it originates inside the sound, that's its own problem. Like that's our own problem. So if the big one happens, that's actually originating in the sound. So that energy is actually starting there Mm -hmm. or landslides or anything like that. Yeah, landslide. Uh,
0: So you're going to want to have your essential um, first aid kit or uh, prep kit on hand. And I'm going to get a lot of water in that case. (laughs) Any water that's coming on land is going to destroy all of our water systems. Um, And don't forget survival items for your pets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget to get home to them so they can get walked. Uh, So the times that this has happened, like that we've actually had tsunamis here in the Sound, 1949... Uh, there was the, an Olympia earthquake that triggered a landslide into the Tacoma Narrows that caused six to eight foot tsunami three days after the earthquake. How are you supposed to be three days later? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was in the same place a thousand years ago, there was a 16 foot tall tsunami.
0: How do they know what happened a thousand years ago? Uh, from deposits. <laughs>
1: Seriously.
0: Yeah. I mean. sea deposits.
1: And the trees, too. Yeah,
0: trees and uh, sea life, crustaceans and whatnot.
1: So <laughs> crazy to me. Science. Science, man. And then uh, on Bainbridge Island, uh, like around 900 AD, uh, there was one that happened um, that was, it was like big enough that there there was quite a bit of debris left everywhere. So they can only guess, but that's one of the things when we talk about the big one. 900 AD was this earthquake, like that we talk, like that you base a lot of the like everything is going to get destroyed and we're all going to die yes. <laughs> from this guy. Um So it's what I'm saying about when we're talking about getting, you know, this basic preparedness is it's not impossible, even though we're mm-hmm. like it's not probable.
0: It has happened.
1: It has happened. You can check where you live and work by going to the Seattle hazard map, the Seattle hazard map that they have on uh, line, which does, I mean, the nice thing for us specifically being in uh, the north end of Seattle, it's mostly in the kind of downtown it's around yeah. the port the port's going yeah. to get really messed the sea up Is <laughs> gonna be really bad uh that's but that's like downtown in the port where the places where there was like the most probable of uh there being uh larger than 10 foot waves
0: and most economic impact
1: oh for sure <makes noise> how dare they um were so, you looking at when you were just talking about, so get all your basic stuff together? Is that wiki how?
0: Heck yeah. So <laughs> you're going to want to develop your evacuation plan. Yep. Um, I wonder if uh, OEM would do a tsunami preparedness. Maybe. I mean, <laughs> are they like preparing the same way, but...
1: They're like, it's not at the top of our list. They do. I mean, most of these are the same preparedness types of things.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know, the basics of an evac plan... Get a plan with your family or your colleagues about how to evacuate should a tsunami hit. Um, Do practice drills, because that's not only fun, but it's very practical. Um, You want to include the plan that can ensure that everybody, uh, including disabled or ill people, can be evacuated. Um, Know what the warning signs are or the warning signals are. Because, like I said, there are different, like, there's a watch, there's a warning, there's an evac. Like, what are the different sirens? And if there is something, you know, if there's a watch put in place, keep your radio on 100% of the time. Like, do not turn it off. Do you know what the signals are? Um, I think they're, no, I don't. Yeah, me
1: either. Just to be upfront, everyone, when we say you should know this, we mean also we should know it. And call us and let us
0: know what they are. <laughs> yeah, please just send us a thing. I think it's hard to know because they can't like play them. Over, you know, unless they're like this. Is we got to learn this them somehow, right? Maybe it's this is a tsunami.
1: Maybe this is our GTFO. next video.
0: Our next video is
1: us showing you guys. We'll show you guys all of the different alarms with Lexa's next hangover. We'll just make sure that she's really hungover like, again. What is happening? And she'll be like, listen, I, I can't know. listen to these right you now. You can turn off the sirens. <laughs> I do think that this whole conversation more than ever is making me want to memorize at least two phone numbers. Or no leaves. It is...
0: We should definitely have each other's. <laughs> what? We should definitely have each other's memorized. Yeah, for What's sure. What's yours? <laughs> <laughs> it's eight six seven five three zero nine. No, it's
1: not.
0: That is Jenny's number. <laughs> 867-5309. <laughs> anyway, so back to preparing uh, for yeah. tsunamis. So make sure there are multiple ways for you to get out <laughs> and... Uh, Uh, Find you know, figure out where you're going to shelter if you need to leave. That's Uh, your basic tsunami prep.
1: I think that it's also interesting, which I have never thought about until we've been looking at this. And also as we talk about it, how many days I just, it is like these tsunamis move at like 500 miles per hour. So like, how is it taking three days?
0: Uh, I think it takes three days for it to like get the momentum because you know water out if it's out, I'm doing this with my hands. I'm wait, and
1: by this she means like waving them in and out.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm taking them from a peak and then I am scooping them out to a valley and then I'm scooping them back to the peak and then I'm scooping She's them. She's cresting to a valley. and
1: what is it called? The crest and the trough.
0: Crest and the trough. Yes. She's
1: cresting and troughing. I'm cresting and troughing.
0: <laughs> I think I'm gonna pull this out on the dance floor next time. It,
1: it would be a good dance and also it looks like it would be like a hula, like it would be yeah. like part like a thing. You it's know, probably yeah, a. It's
0: been, they're calling for me.
1: No. Oh, I awesome. think that you should put a video of that up, though.
0: <laughs> there is a video of me doing I that. I did
1: not know that you were so into hula dancing. <laughs> oh, I am. Is that I like why that you one. go
0: there all the time? Yes.
1: It's so you can do the weird running around on the beach exercise. Yep. What's it like, jazzer prancer size? Yeah,
0: prancer size.
1: You did prancer sizing?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, with Callie. Oh, my spirit animal. Callie. My
1: friend so, She's anyway, in.
0: the water, well, you know, it takes. A while, depending on how far offshore it is. If it is an earthquake like in the Sound, that's going to come pretty quickly. If it's out in the middle of the Indian Ocean, you know, which is kind of what happened here in the 2004 tsunami, I think it takes a while because the you know the force forces it the water up, right, and then it troughs, yeah, and then it forces it up, and it's just sort of this perpetual motion that keeps gaining, building, uh, yeah, it keeps building, and then start you know it's pushing it out. Towards the shore, so it takes a while to get there. Yeah, but we'll again, see. they don't know. They don't know how long, so they then don't know you can, how, how you, you have, to have to keep monitoring that and and see what the changes are.
1: So what I'm saying is, right after you've survived the earthquake, don't be like, <sighs> ah, you know, it's been a couple days. I think I'm going to go down enjoy some beach
0: time. Yeah, just really. <laughs> yeah, get, it, get my head cleared. Can you imagine?
1: <gasps> you survived the big one, and then it's just that's when I would just stand there and be like, Fine, Bye. take me. But I don't know what else to do Goodbye, right now. Girl. Uh, in this wiki, how I definitely enjoy that. I mean, I don't know how much I'm relying on this, but they're like, Pay attention to odd behavior from animals. Uh, 100%. So, for sure. So, there's a lot of talk about, you know, how the animals behaved in the, the uh, 2004 tsunami. And they like they were definitely migrating into the hillsides mm-hmm. like very quickly before anyone ever saw the wave. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, Yep, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Um so they know something, but my dog is kind of a dum dum yeah. and is constantly having weird behavior. Like if I like reacted emergency reacted to all of his like odd behavior, <laughs> I would like per I would be like permanently just like in a like Pillow suit walking through life <laughs> hoping that I wasn't gonna get destroyed because he's a weirdo. Yeah,
0: if, I did, if I had to prepare every time Lulu barked, it'd oh be so like, fun. every freaking five minutes.
1: Sometimes she's just like, I haven't barked in a while. Bark. Oh my god. So pay attention to those uh animals. Um I love this reminder. Do not try to save your belongings.
0: Yeah, save lives, not possessions.
1: Uh, as soon as you do, and we saw this in the movie, and also in this kind of wiki, how they talk about moving to higher ground, and they recommend at least two miles, Whew. like getting inland by at least two miles.
0: That's rough. Or up a building.
1: Or up a building, or up a tree.
0: Up a up a sturdy tree. Yikes. You yeah. need to learn how to climb trees real good.
1: The the buildings and the trees, they're like, this is kind of a last resort. Um, the, the thing, if you're stuck in the water, just find something that floats. Like, before you're trying to, sw- like, more important than trying to, like, swim to the side or whatever is, like, finding something to float on so you can conserve energy, mm. trying to move to a shore or whatever.
0: So you don't swallow water. Remember the part in the movie when they're in the hospital and they just keep vomiting all of the debris. all the water
1: so much of it so much of it just
0: like pulling out
1: the part of the most disturbing thing is when she's like pushed through all the water they're like so imagine there's just trees everywhere right and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're being barreled Tree into them roots. and so she like you know as they're like being pushed through all this water they're just being their bodies are just being raked over just destroyed. like
0: oh trees God. and bushes and ripping
1: them open it's unreal. crazy
0: uh they are impossible. Ew. Just watch the movie you guys.
1: Uh brace for aftershocks like we mentioned. Um keep your radio on like like all said. The time. 100% of the
0: time.
1: It is not clear until the authorities say it's all clear.
0: Mhm. You're like, oh, there's. A, I love this picture. There's a bird flying in the sky. It is a bird. Like <laughs> the birds are back. We're good. We're safe. No, <laughs> no. Stay put.
1: <laughs> and then um, help other people. Like if you're if you don't see the uh, authorities showing up, like we've talked about a lot in this, like you, we will not be in a area of being privy to like the overall plan, right? Like the government may not be showing up to Ballard and Greenwood first thing in the morning when they're trying to just, like, their first thing is to just get bridges back up to Mm -hmm. get supplies in or to, like, you know, if there's, like, a gas main that's been You know, like, Mm -hmm. their their focus may not be on showing up in your personal neighborhood
0: for a bit.
1: So it's important that once you have survived and you have your family safe, go out into the community and see where there are needs uh, for people to – I mean, it could be as crazy as, like, a house has fallen down and you need to see if there's anyone inside of it Mm -hmm. or it could be as small as all of the power is out and there's an elderly person in the neighborhood who doesn't have the proper heat or air conditioning or whatever. So just, you know, during that time period of survival, check on your community.
0: Like poor Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Again, I was like, is Daniel real or is he like a little baby angel?
1: Maybe a baby angel.
0: I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watch these movies and I'm like, oh, I think this is gonna happen. I think of like the craziest twist. And Mike's like, no, that's not that's, what it is. It's a real life not, story. It's is, a real really story. Um, like, but, but, so, uh, and
1: that's pretty much what Wiki Howell has to say about survival. I think it's you know it it comes back to what we're gonna talk about next week. Those general basics. Um,
0: Back to basics.
1: But what I didn't see them talk about, so the warning signs, did we really talk about that? The water all of the sudden either surging or going down. And when we say it's like... You know, you're just sitting at the beach, and all of a sudden, within, like, two minutes, all of the water just seeps out as if it's low tide. Mm -hmm. And it's completely, like, withdrawn. Like, something weird like that, where it's not, like, a gradual, like, the waves have been crashing. It's just, like, all of a sudden, it's either flooding in or or going out. The water's going out really fast.
0: Yeah. Think of it, like, think uh, displacement.
1: Yep. Cause it's either all the water is being displaced to build that wall of water, so it's being pulled out, or it's being per- pushed up as a a surge to the wave coming in, mm-hmm.
0: or a roaring sound,
1: or the roaring sound, like or a, the animals leaving.
0: Yeah, like a jet airplane taking off. That's I mean, and you're like, what is that? Oh,
1: and it does take a hot minute to yeah. like be like, oh, what is happening. Um, so I have a brief, uh, antidote we're going to put the article in for you guys to, uh, be able to see it on our, uh, really good website that we've put together. Facebook. <laughs> uh, but I, when I lived in, uh, Flagstaff in Arizona, I had some people who were acquaintances of mine, pretty good friends with my boyfriend who were actually on the beach in Thailand when the tsunami happened and they were they were climbing cliffs, they're all rock climbers, like really good rock climbing. And they were specifically over there to do cliff climbing. And so they uh, were all down on the beach. Uh, they all were caught up in various levels of mm-hmm. the tsunami, including them being like thrashed against the uh, cliffside mm-hmm. and some of them like literally having to catch on and just have the waves smash them into okay. the side. Um, them, there, you know, there was af- there were like multiple waves, and so there was definitely the like the first one happened, and there was a time period of them just like trying to find each other mm. and like just you know who's alive, are we here, and then like trying to get each other uh, pushed up the cliff. No they are speed climbing up a cliff. like mm-hmm. at this point they're like the way to get away from this is a speed climb up the face of a cliff i am like What's i am I, okay for you, for some of you who don't know me i'm a little, i'm a bit chubby <laughs> and me like speed climbing me speed even for climbing who's not first of all speed climbing is never going to be a thing that happens that's to fun. me that's just not a thing um my boobs just getting over <laughs> Like, <laughs> rocks are formations and sometimes a hardship. Location. You know, like, I'm top heavy. I can't. <laughs> my arm strength is not great. I'm just going to say if my choice is to scramble up the face of a cliff or die, I'm probably going to die. Not by choice. <laughs> But they were <laughs> You're super like, I badasses. To climb
0: up this hill a <laughs> yeah.
1: wall. Like yeah. I'm ready, but I can't. <laughs> um, but they were super badasses and uh, actually did survive. And then they were there. I think they were this was like happened like three days into like a two two week trip that they were taking uh-huh. there. And so they spent the entire rest of their stay in Thailand just uh-huh. volunteering every day. And they said it was just, grueling 10 to 12 hours a day um of of moving uh debris into giant bonfires on the beach like it was just all day long because you know it like you know one of the examples that they told me about that really stuck with me is they were like there were boats on top of huts Mm -hmm. like just Like, that's how high the water had been. Like, it's, like, halfway up the hill that's, like, doesn't seem like it would have even been in the path of anything. And then on top of the hut are, are just boats, smashed boats. You're just like, yeah, I mean, can you imagine? So now people are having to climb on, like, do you have to tear down the hut? Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, what are you doing with a boat on top of your house mm-hmm. all of a sudden? So there are those kinds of logistical things. But uh, it also made a huge impression on me that he said that the uh, the community aspect of people coming together and the generosity of spirit there, because, you know, people aren't very rich, you know, but the they showed up for each other every day. Like everyone, no one was looking out for themselves. It was all about how do we make it work as a group and a community. And I think it changed their lives, you know, the, those, the people who were there. I mean, surviving a natural disaster I think would change anyone's mm-hmm. life in general. But
0: but it's the community together, coming together and helping each other afterwards that is, I think, really the phenomenon. Right. Right.
1: And I do think having known this story about this group of people, Matt Embring is, is the person who's interviewed in here, which is the, the main guy that I talked to about it. Um, I, when I was watching The Impossible, mm-hmm. uh, I really did feel like the way he described it was when when uh, Ewan McGregor's character is walking through
0: mm-hmm.
1: the aftermath. Like, I really felt like that's what he had described to me.
0: Bizarre.
1: Yeah. And it's just total destruction. Mm -hmm. It's like someone just like punched the city.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's really horrible. But yeah, so we'll have that article up so that you guys can kind of read about their crazy experience of uh, survival uh, being on the beach there. Uh, And they were really lucky because they were kind of in a, a more northern part of Thailand. So. It wasn't as bad. It's still know. really bad. It was really bad. Like, I can't, I don't want to minimize it by being like, they weren't in the middle. I, like, it was really bad where yeah. <laughs> they were, too. So, oh,
0: geez. that's the whole well, thing. Maria Bellon and your family, it's the impossible.
1: I think that maybe what you can take away from this, Lex, is that you just have to have Lily tied to you at all times, all the time. Just tethered, like that weird <laughs> maybe little kid tethered.
0: Has, like, <laughs>
1: <Freedom>. <laughs> how funny would it be if they're like uh is she tied to you because she's like wild you're like no disaster could happen at any moment any moment I'm like,
0: did you guys see that tsunami they're like there no tsunami I was like, no it was there i, I don't know where she is now uh, <laughs> we're prepared freedom. we're so prepared
1: <laughs> i love my
0: child i really do
1: uh lily's gonna grow up being a
0: survival expert or she's just gonna think I'm the biggest dork. I mean, well, that is happening. But. Thinks she's you're the biggest dork, or knows you're the biggest dork. I was trying to think like 15 years into the future. Well, I'll be like, well, your mom's cool. She had a podcast. She'll be like, mom, that's so dumb. You're so nerdy. <laughs> but that's cool too. It right? was cool.
1: Oh I had big headphones. Oh. I sat in a basement with my friend, oh my drinking God. Lacroix, Why and your talking dad take to you her. Someplace. To- Get out of here. I, when I re-listened to the thing with Dan, when we were like, we're not even recording this right now. It's just us talking to each other. I was I cracked up at Holy that. Moly. I'm like, it's sort of what it feels like we do sometimes. I know. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about tsunamis? I think I've exhausted my novice knowledge of tsunamis. Yeah,
0: yeah. me too.
1: I feel like I could, I definitely feel like I could learn more. I feel like I love your speculation over the why it takes a few days. Um, But I do want to talk to someone about (laughs) trough and crest. Trough and crest. crest. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to talk to someone because it's still, I'm like, but it's 500 miles per hour, you know, Uh, kind of thing. But uh, like the, the most of the stuff we were trying to read, it's very hard to study tsunamis because. It's like with anything with natural disasters. You kind of have to only look at the aftermath. It's really hard to predict. It's not really a predictable thing. All right. Do you have anything you want to sign out on?
0: Um, slowly but surely. <laughs> Keep surviving. Love you. Love you. <laughs>